the time has come for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to be preached round the whole world from our Jerusalem with new vigor. Join us in our services at Christ Apostolic Church All Saints Chapel, located inside the CS General Secretariat Complex and Lugwa Bajoro Ibadon. Sunday Glorious Service holds every Sunday, 8 to 11 a.m. Wednesdays, 5.30 to 7 p.m. is the time to search the scripture in our Bible study session. And every Friday at 5.30 to 7 p.m. is the power-packed prayer meeting where God of Christ Apostolic Church will be pulling down strongholds and repackaging people's lives. Your testimony is guaranteed as you join us in all our services. Pastor T.D. Asukeji, All Saints Chapel's Chaplain, says you are welcome to the atmosphere of miracles, signs, and wonders. For inquiries, please contact 0909-396-2095 or 703 or 0806-1137-570. CAC All Saints Chapel, making ready a people prepared for the Lord. pray. Father Lord, once again, we give you the glory for the privilege of um, life, for the privilege of salvation. Thank you for good health. Thank you because we're able to come before you once again today. Thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We say glory be to your name. Lord, once again, we want to listen to what you have for us. We ask that um, the word that will come out shall benefit us, shall bless us, and edify us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Good morning once again. We thank you for coming. And we pray that we will not return home empty-handed in the name of Jesus. Uh, we are still um, on the same topic we've been considering for the past few weeks. And so we turn once again to the book of Luke, chapter 9. Luke, chapter 9. I read from verse 27. Luke 9, from verse 27. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Now it came to pass, about eight days after these sayings, that he took Peter, John, and James, and went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glistering. And behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah. Hallelujah. We're stopping there for now. Our topic for the past few weeks has been the features of the kingdom of God. That is, certain marks to know who are those. Uh, going to heaven, the candidates of the kingdom of God. And we're talking about Christ on that mountain with his disciples. We talked about a changed countenance. That's the first feature when you become a Christian that is something you exude. There's something about you that tells the whole world that yet indeed you have met with him. A changed countenance. 
And um, we have talked about his glistering cloth. The Bible says that uh, the cloth he wore on that day became white. It turned white and glistering. And with, uh, we told us that uh, that represents um, the righteousness of the saints. But when we come to Christ and we are members of the kingdom, we have uh, not uh, our own whiteness to exhibit. But we always um, showcase the very whiteness and righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's not by the work of righteousness that we do, but his own righteousness. His righteousness is imputed uh, to us. And today, verse 30 says, And behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah. So we see Peter, James, and John in the company of not only the Lord Jesus Christ, but also of Moses and uh, Elijah. Thank God for the Bible. Now, what will this represent to us today as 21st century uh, Christian? The Bible says, two men appeared and talked with him. And uh, James, Peter, John, they saw these two men. They were there together. And, um, that tells us that um, when we are in the kingdom, uh, we enjoy heavenly fellowship. That's what we're talking about today. We've talked about a chain countenance, the glistering cloth, and another thing that happened in that mountain was that um, the two Bible characters in the Old Testament appeared unto them, Moses and uh, Elijah. You know, when we are in the kingdom, we have fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And um, I want to ask the question, why is it that at the conclusion of every service that we hold, every meeting that we hold in the church, church service every Sunday, Bible study, prayer meeting, all the time we come together uh, to uh, meet uh, in the house of the Lord, why is it that uh, we end the service by pronouncing the benediction? What do we say? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. You know, because, you know, sometimes uh, we are very much familiar with our routine and we think it's just our routine. Uh, we seem to lose or to have lost the import, the importance, the very deeper inner meaning of some of the things that we do in the church. Because it's been said that familiarity builds what? You are not responding. Familiarity does what? Oh my goodness. Familiarity breeds. And that's true. We can be too familiar with the things of God that we, we, we lose the very meaning and the message that uh, those things are convey, conveying unto us. I told some people on Friday where we were ministering that, um, you know, these days we are becoming much bolder than necessary. Simply because the Bible says we have to approach the throne of grace with boldness. And people have becoming, they're becoming more, uh, they're becoming much bolder than necessary. We handle things of God anyhow. Just anyhow, anyhow. You see, 
Uh, whereas um, uh, all these that appear like just routine, they are meant to bless us. So, saying the grace, for example, after every service, it's not just a thing that is routinely done, but uh, benediction, when it's pronounced on us, it carries certain message, carries certain uh, blessing. Um, you know that um, uh, the Lord said when he was teaching his uh, disciples on how to pray, so when you pray, say, well, we, did, we did it this morning, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I you know we do this, only God knows how many times we recite this every day. But um, the Lord's prayer is not just to be recited. The Lord's prayer conveys a very serious message to us as God's people. Our Father, that is when you come unto him, you, you have to approach him as a father. If it's your father, our father in heaven, the father that is in heaven uh, shows that he sees all, he knows all, he knows everything about everything, he knows everything about everybody. But we just read, we read, our father in heaven, and Lord be your name, your kingdom come. See, and you see how unserious we can be when we come to the church and we begin to uh, 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 do our routine. Our Father who art, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. But is it true? Do we actually honor his name? You will discover in some places when people of God gather like this together and uh, they come to worship. Okay? And we say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is, we honor your name. We reverence your name. It is that particular time that you see some people talking to one another. You see, even pastors, no reverence for God. We don't honor him. And he said, if indeed I'm a father, where is my honor? So I, I'm, I'm saying uh, 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 that if care is not taken, some of the things we do in the church will lose their meaning. Our praise and worship, our prayer, our um, song administration, our singing of hymns, that's why we said the other time that, that, that this um, um, order that had been passed to all our ministers years back, that when the choir minister, when the, when the, when the choir, when the minister in song, it is a ministration. It's not a show. It's not a show. Okay? And uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what people think Christianity is, is all about. When some people are singing the church and you now place a basket basket before them and we come to drop money in the basket that's nonsense it's not good it's like you invite any of these uh, social musicians when when they sing and your head is swollen then you begin to spread them with money that that shouldn't happen in the church we play basket some people still practice it today that's why the one is given to them because if we are serious in the church singing in the church is like a Preaching. When, when people preach, you don't come to spray them. I know some people do it, some, some, um, some Pentecostal rascalities, charismatic rascality that's being practiced some people, some, some, some uh, uh, flying abroad everywhere today. But uh, just like it is said during the, the Sunday school this morning, we have our own way of life. We are unique in many ways. 
I've always said that, look at the British people, for example. The British people, um, they, there is something they call our way of life. And they will not allow anything to tamper with that way of life. Their way of doing some things. They enjoy their way of life. And that's why when, when they came here to colonize us, they banished some traditional rulers. They imprisoned some. They killed some. Why? Because they considered them as standing between them and their way of life. Anything that will tamper with their way of life, they will not allow it. But in the church, we think anything goes, and it shouldn't be. Some will say, our Father in heaven, we respect him as Father, approach him as Father. Hallowed be your name. We, we honor that name. We reverence that name. That's not the time to be joking, to be talking. You know, people know, I, I've always warned our people, once I sit in the chancel, once the service has begun, you don't come to greet me. I won't answer you. We are in the presence of the Lord in a special way. Anytime we come to the church, no, no, no. no let me say this. We are always in the presence of the Lord because his eyes are everywhere. He's the omniscient God. As I said earlier, he knows everything about everything. He knows everything about everybody. So we are always in his presence. The psalmist says, where can I flee from your presence? In the sea? On a mountain somewhere, can I hide myself in a cave? You are everywhere. But yes, everyone is in the presence of God all the time. But you know, when we come to church, we are in his presence in a very special way. Is that clear? You are not responding. When I remember very well when we were overseas, you know, we come to church, our service will start by 11 o'clock. And um, people will be trooping in as early as 10.30, um, you see members of the church coming in, greeting one another in the church. They pray. Personally, you pray. Kneel down, pray. Then begin to greet some people. You can be talking, okay? Joking. Do all sorts of things. But when it's about a minute to 11 o'clock, you see the conductor of the service. The service leader will come forward and say, good morning, everyone. And you come and and when they have responded, good morning, then you, see, you, you, you could observe a pin drop silence. What's that, what does that say? It's just letting people know that now we are now, yes, we are, we are always, we have ever always been in the presence of the Lord, all of us. But when we come to church and the service is about to start, we are in his presence in a special way. You see people, now they, they, they get serious. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Then, we are starting this service today by singing so, 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 so hymn. Come on. We know now that uh, you, this is no longer, uh, it's not, not, not a social uh, thing. Uh, it is not uh, something we, are, uh, uh, we just do anyhow. But we are now in the presence of God in a special way. Come and look at seriousness. And when the hymn is called, you see everybody, everyone is at a lot. The, the, the hearts are there. Because if care is not taken, you know, Christ said, um, our God is spirit. And those who worship him will do that in what? In spirit and in truth. Because those are the ones the Father seeks. These are the ones he, look for, he looks for. He doesn't look for just anybody that comes to church without being serious. Hallelujah. Remember the story of the woman of the issue of blood? 
The Bible says, and she touched the hem of the garment of Christ. But other people were just pressing on him, the crowd, pressing on him, pressing on him. But, and when that woman touched his garment, it was a touch that brings about a difference. A touch of faith. And you know what? Jesus said, who has touched me? And the disciples said, come on, what are you talking about, master? People are pressing on you like this. And you are saying, saying somebody, he said, no. I know somebody has touched me in a very special way. It's not the familiar routine touch eh, of the crowd. This is quite different. You know, when we come to church, we come with a, a, a mind that is receptive, open, and serious. We, we know we have come to fellowship. We call the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when we are in the kingdom, we have fellowship with the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When we recite the Lord's Prayer, it's not just a routine, not just something to be recited. Anyhow, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. I may say your kingdom come when I'm only doing my own kingdom. When I want to establish my own kingdom. So, you see, may, may we not be judged by, by, by what we know. You know, sometimes we sin against knowledge. There is something called the sin against knowledge. Because we know that we know that we know. And yet, we do contrary to that which we know. Your kingdom come when everybody's looking for his own kingdom in the church. Doing our own thing. Some people know how to manipulate debate in order to have their way in the church. And that's very, very oratorial. They know how to talk. They know how to manipulate others. They know how to colonize the minds of other people so that uh, people will talk uh, to uh, um, uh, make them uh, in a way that will achieve the very aim of the man that is talking. Huh? Give us this the daily bread. You know, we only say that by mouth. Whereas, what we have in our mind will be, give us our bread for the next 50 years. That's what we have in our mind. I'm, what, am, what am I talking about? That we just talk, we sing, we do some things without putting seriousness. Our hearts are not in, in, in most of the things that we do in the church. Now, <laughs> forgive us our sins as we forgive those <laughs> who sin against us. Is that true? Is it true? Is it true? Forgive us our sins as we... <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, I remember there was this uh, Sunday. Um, the late Pastor Akandi and myself were on kitchen duty in our school in England. And um, we had to, yes, mop the floor, help the cook in the kitchen, set the um, um, table for all the students to eat. And when they're finished, then you have to go, go to the kitchen, wash all the dishes. And then there was an argument between the late Pastor Akande, my classmate, Omar Babayde, and uh, one student from Scotland, his name was John Boland. John Boland. And um, David, no, David Boland, rather, David Boland. And um, they had this argument. They, they used some, um, come on, some swear words, uh, on each other and so on and so forth. And then they went their separate ways. And uh, David Boland was my roommate. Hmm? So, and um, <laughs> you know what? 
David Boland before, and we were to go to church before 11 o'clock. David Boland came to Pastor Akande's bedroom in the dormitory and said, Dada, because his first name was Dada, Dada Akande, Dada said, you know, we just had a quarrel and we haven't settled that. And we're going to church this morning and you know that I am being used in the gift of prophecy. When we get to church today, I don't know, the Holy Spirit may move me to prophesy. But since I have not settled with you, that quarrel with you, I and you we will be hindering the move of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my show. We'll be moving the, eh? We're hindering the move of the Spirit. That's, that's, that's how to practice Christianity. But many of us, you know, if, <laughs> and I said, if this man hasn't come this, uh, to, to meet my friend this morning, we'll be going to church. We'll be singing and crying. And uh, we are asked, the Bible says, first of all, before you do what? Before you give your offering, go and eh? settle with your brothers. We are just not serious in the church these days. Fellowship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And fellowship with, with, with one another. When we have not settled, and we say, forgive us our sins, may, may the Lord not judge us. Eh? But we have to judge ourselves if he will not judge us. And so, look at, take for example, the, what has come to be the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed, N-I-C-E-N-E. -E. That is the standard of orthodoxy of um, most of the old churches. Uh, when the um, bishops met at the, in the city of Nicaea, uh, uh, maybe in the uh, uh, third century or so, to form uh, the uh, state, st uh, standard of faith, statement of faith of every church. I will, read, I will read it to you now. Now, listen to what the, it is said in Nicene Creed. The standard of orthodoxy to this day of the Roman, Eastern, Anglican, and some other churches. Listen. When they come to church, it was, it was this, this uh, statement was formed by council of bishops. And it's so good, very doctrinal, very biblical, very good for us. And every morning when they come to church on Sunday, they recite it. Listen, they will say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds. God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, for who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scripture and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and, and the Son, who with the Father as, and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. Is that good or not? Yeah, tear down. It's good. It's, it's loaded. These words are loaded. But when we read and recite them, how serious are we about it? We just, I mean, we sing our songs lustily. We, we lose all the meaning uh, 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 these hymns convey as we sing. We don't understand. So we come to the church to fellowship. 
with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There must be some, some, uh, 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 some uh, form of seriousness on our part when we come to do, to do that. What about our watchword in Christ Apostolic Church? Our watchword. May the Lord God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us, nor forsake us. That's good. And we, we, we read it every day. But what, does it convey any message? What, what, how, how, how does it affect our lives? Hmm. And um, the same applies with benediction. That, I'm, I'm coming. Benediction. Why do we end up every service? Is it, benediction meant just to signal the end of every, every service? No, more than that. Yes, but more than that. We say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you as you go. You know what? You have heard the message. In the message, in the sermon, you have been told on how to behave as a Christian, how to comport yourself in this wicked, adulterous generation. But we know that the flesh cannot do it. You are not able to do it on your own. Eh? Add, unto, add unto faith virtue, unto virtue this, add this, add this. When you have heard about all the addings, do this, do this, do this. You can't do it in your own strength. And when you are going, we know, and we now say now, now, now as you are going out, that which you have heard, that you've been, you've been told, that which you were taught in the Sunday school this morning, that which came out in the message of the choir, that which came out in the hymn and everything, that which came out as a message for you while the sermon was being preached. Now that you go into the world, may the grace, huh? may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, because without grace, you will not be able to do May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, because you cannot do anything on your own without the grace of God, of the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That, these are the, the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will enable you, will strengthen you, will, will embolden you to do exploits for him. That's the reason why we pronounce the benediction after every service. Yeah? Hmm. The Bible says, here on the mountain, Moses and Elijah appeared unto them. So, the three of them, James, Peter, and John, did not only had fellowship on that mountain with Jesus Christ, but with Moses and Elijah. Why? What, what do these two Bible characters represent? What do they represent to us? And I want to believe that the answer is in what Peter believed to be the ultimate. You know, Peter knew that, yes, Moses stands for the law. The law. He was the lawgiver, you remember? And Elijah stands for the prophet. And um, you remember what Jesus said? He had earlier declared that uh, I have not come to destroy the law and the prophets in Matthew 5.17. That's what he said. I have not come to destroy the law and the prophets. I have not come to destroy Moses and Elijah. Hmm. Listen to him. He said, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. You will soon you will soon um, See where I'm landing. 
if you, if you, if you, if you appear to be somehow confused. In Matthew 7, 12, it says, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the what? And the prophets. And in Matthew 13, 11, 13, it says, For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. In Matthew twenty-two forty, it says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's the law and the prophet? The law and the prophet. The law Christ dwelt extensively on the, uh, uh, these two, the law and the prophets. And you remember the story of Lazarus. Lazarus and the, and the rich man. You know, the rich man who went, uh, found himself in that uh, place of torment. And uh, you, he went to that place, that place of torment with that rich man mentality. When he saw Lazarus in bliss, in enjoyment, in paradise, oh, Americans will say it's, it's cool, man. That's, that's one thing about, about Lazarus. It was cool for him there in paradise. And when that rich man saw him there, I said he went to that place of torment with that uh, rich man mentality. Uh, Father Abraham, please, um, can you please tell um, Lazarus to, eh, to dip his hand Huh? in water, and come and cool my tongue. He thought he was seeing the world, where he would say to his servants, come on, do this, do this. Do. But this is a, it's a wonderful place. It's a different place. It's like when, uh, when the Gogul man, the Gogul uh, head of state, when he died some years back, and some jesters, they released um, some album about uh, him, when he got to the uh, border of heaven. So, <laughs> they, told, they said to him, come and tell us everything you have done when you are on earth. Uh, and he said, hey, hey, hey. And he called, he said, hey, they come. He said, hey, hey, Mustafa, arrest them. And the, the man in charge, the angel in charge of the border said, this is, this is a border of heaven, no? <laughs> you are not in Asorok. And he said, hey, have we died? <laughs> you are dead. You are no longer the head of state. You are no longer the chief commander of anything. You are dead and dead forever. Rich man mentality. But uh, that rich man, what answer did he get? And he said, okay. Um, Abraham said, well, I mean, Lazarus, Lazarus would have loved to do that for you, but there is a chasm, a kind of gulf in between us. That those of you that are up there cannot come, down there cannot come here. And those of us here who may want to be somehow uh, merciful to you, we are not able to do that because there's a gulf between us. And what did he say? He said, okay, please, send somebody. Let somebody go from the abode of the dead and tell my families, family members, not to come to this place of torment. But what answer did he get? It was said unto him that if they would not listen to... Huh? Moses and uh, huh? other prophets, they will, they, they, will sim that they will simply come here. In other words, what, what, what are we talking about? We want to talk about the law and the prophet. The law and the prophet. The law and the prophet. Moses represents the law on that mountain. Elijah represents the prophet. It simply means the word of God. When Jesus said, I have not come to destroy the law and the prophet, 
That is, I've not come to destroy the scripture. I've not come to destroy the Bible. You see how, what, what premium God placed on the word. When Abraham was talking to that rich man, if you don't listen to the word of God, you are not happy when the word is being preached. You are not a member of that kingdom. And you know, you know, um, are we in love with the word of God? Do we enjoy our fellowship with the Bible when we read it? What's your attitude towards the word of God? What is it? We know we love to pray. We love our prayer meetings, don't we? We love our vigil and prayer mountain, and, uh, uh, prayer activities. But when it, when it comes to the word of God, what's the attitude towards it? We love the prophetic ministry, power ministry. But what's the attitude? And everywhere today, wherever you go, if a, if a revival is announced now, you see how the crowd will, will, will meal around the uh, stadium or the venue of the, of, the, of, the, of the program. But when it comes to the word of God, you see people don't seem to care. And, you know, God honors his word. He lifts his word even above his own name. If you read Psalm 119, I'm not, please don't, don't be afraid. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to do that now. But anytime you have the time, um, anytime you, when you have the time, meditate on Psalm 119. One thing you discover is this, that in every verse of verse, or every line of verse 119, the word of God is giving one name or the other. Okay? Okay, for a minute, let's go there. Just for a minute. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. The longest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119. Quickly, please. Psalm 119. Are we there? Okay. Now, shall we read together? Yes. Blessed and your defiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. In that particular line, the word is called the law. In verse 2, it is called what? Huh? What? Testimonies. Verse 3? Huh? His ways. Verse 4. His precepts. Verse 5. Your statutes. Verse 6. Commandments. 7. Judgments. You see, that is, that is maybe just two, three lines of the whole 176 verses or lines you have in Psalm 119 that will not describe the word as one thing or the other. That's what the word of God is to us. But when, the, when, 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 when messages are being preached today in the church, that's why, why some people like to talk. They like to read. I was to minister in a church in Lagos in those days. When we were pastor in Lagos, they invited me. And I've been told that, that some people are fond of re that, uh, reading the newspaper during the sermon. I said, they dare not do that when I preach. They dare not. When, while I'm preaching, you are reading newspaper? Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I won't take that from anybody. You know, you saw, sometimes you go for a wedding, go for a funeral service, and uh, when it's time for someone, is then you see people looking at the biography, reading the biography of the dead, 
admiring the pamph program pamphlet of, uh, of the uh, 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 wife and husband, groom and, and, uh, and, and, and the bride. Is that the, there is time for everything. One of my daughters in the Lord, very close to me, today by God's grace, is a, is a PhD holder. I was doing my Bible study in Lagos and um, I, she, a member of the choir, and she was reading a novel. And I, I looked at her and I said, I, I'm, 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 I'm sweating my, 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 myself out like this, and you are reading. And I suspend, suspended her for six months, immediately. For six months. Because she wouldn't pay attention to the word of God. What have I got to sell to you? What have I got to give to the church? If not for the word of God. If not the word of God. But thank God for the life of that um, daughter of mine I was talking about. It was during that suspension that she became closer to us. She didn't see it as um, a kind of uh, disgrace. Very close. Today, she's a pastor's wife, a PhD holder, an associate professor, and finally, my in-law. <laughs> My, my third son is married to, <laughs> to a daughter. So, you see, but, but that, that's me when I minister the word of God to you and you're doing something else. We have better, we have beds at home, good beds, comfortable beds. Why should we come to church and be sleeping during sermon? And that's why Jesus said, take heed what you hear. He said, with the same measure you've, you use, it will be measured to you and to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. It has to do with hearing. The measure you bring to the church to hear the message, the same measure you will receive. If, if your measure to hear is uh, uh, that of a uh, tin, uh, milk tin, milk tin, it is the same measure that will be given to you, you take home. If you come with a ladubo, uh, with a barrel, eh? with a basin. It is the same measure that will be given to you when you go back home. The word of God is very, very important. And um, look at the results of not paying attention. Wrong fellowship, yes. Wrong marriage, wrong priority, wrong conduct. And that's why the psalmist says, Blessed is the man or the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sees it in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of God, or in the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Well, that's, that's the secret of success, of prosperity. When you, when, you are, when you are given to the word of God, you meditate upon it. The Bible says, your way, you are going to prosper your way. If that's what the Bible says, do we, do we, do we, do we need, do we need any, any um, motivational speaker to teach us the secret of uh, success, of prosperity? Do we need anybody to tell us of some seven keys that opened the Central Bank of Nigeria? And that's what many of us like to listen to. Not the Word of God. Psychology, philosophy. But people who just, uh, they, 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 they like to turn uh, uh, the strands of our hair up. We don't need all this. By, when you give, we are given to the world, you prosper. So our fellowship 
is with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our fellowship is, will be with those who have been spiritually made alive. Okay? Moses was dead, but he's now alive on the mountain. Our fellowship will be uh, with people like Elijah. Those who are, it's translated, he didn't see death. So our fellowship will be with those who are spiritually alive and who are heaven expectant, Christ expectant, heaven looking like Moses, dead but alive on that mountain, like Elijah, translated. So you enjoy the fellowship with those who are spiritually, spiritually alive and those who are prepared to be raptured. Today, I pray that the desire of our heart will be to have fellowship with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and with those who are spiritually, heavenly minded. Shall we, shall we stand up for prayer? Let's say the Lord, I long for you like a deer pants after the uh, rivers. So my heart pants for you, Lord. I want, I want to be with you. Let me, let me cultivate a special interest in that kind of fellowship. Fellowship with you, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, with the Word of God, and with the saints. Shall we pray?